Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the FN Story. We took a little break, but we're back and we're post FNCS Grand Finals. Happy to have a top three placing player. Uh, came very close to getting much more than that. Uh, welcome in, Fatch. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Um, I want to get right right to FNCS because you guys stunned people. First of all, let, let's talk about how it felt going into that final match, knowing you guys were, were close. Um, and, and did you think you had a shot to win it all when you walked into that last game? Yeah, so going in the last game, Buga had like a huge lead on pretty much everyone. He had like 25, 30 point lead on everyone. So we were like, we need him to die early and everyone close to us to do worse than us. So we basically need to win and people close to us to do bad. <laughs> and then we go in the game, everything's going all right. We get a couple of kills, we get our surge. We have a good zone at Islands, I think, last game. Yeah, it was Johns's. over by Sanctuary. Yeah. So it's over there. It's a good zone for us. And then we see that Buga dies at half. And we're like, oh, then we, we might have a shot at this. And then we just play our game. And then we win. And then we're sure we won the tournament. <laughs> and we leave. And we not only didn't win, we got turned. That was like pretty heartbreaking. But yeah, still like, good. I can imagine. I mean, you guys did literally everything in your power to, to win that. It's just yeah. commandment put on one of the best clutches we've seen in a long time. And Buga and Miro had literally just enough because it, it was 316 was first, 315, yeah. and then you guys had 313. So, like, yeah. an elim and a half. And we had tiebreakers as well. We had two wins and they had one. Yeah, because you guys won a game on day one, right? Yeah. Um, In that last match, when you saw Buga go down, did you play differently or was everything like, walk me through? Oh, we were going, going for the. We were going for the win the whole time. We knew we had to win to get second or just to win the tourney. So it didn't really change anything. It just like made us knew we had a shot. But yeah, just we didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's still impressive. And you got that invite to the to Raleigh. You're going to the yeah. FNCS Invitational. That's got to be feeling good. Yeah, that was a big goal for us this season. We, we thought like top, top five probably was going to be enough. To get the invitation because we like thought probably scented was gonna do good booga peter bot all of them that were already invited so we're like if we get top six knowing like three teams gets invited probably gonna be enough but yeah we got top three so didn't need to stress about it <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> no it was impressive once i started seeing you guys up there it was um like the second half of day two, you guys got like a second or a third, I want to say. Uh, we got fourth first game, then we did a bad second game. Oh, it was the and fourth, we... okay. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, we... It was impressive. Like, uh, you guys barely snuck in, too. Like, you, you mm -hmm. almost shouldn't have been in, yeah, uh, in finals. the finals. Yes. Uh, but we... So we go and eat and we're like extremely confident because we, we know we haven't been doing good in weeks, but we know like we're really good. And you know, like we haven't played a lot of like good cash cups, but we, we voted a lot with Sven, our coach, that most people probably know. And uh, yeah, we practiced a lot when we, we felt really ready. 
and then we just get contested by other like people from the French scene. Like it, it was really weird. Like really, really weird. They played to grief us. Like they ran with flu. They DM'd us. You're not calling. Everything. We're just griefing. Like I don't know. And then on last heat, we I think we see on Twitter that one team is gonna leave their spot to go at Bugle. And they landed uh, the split right under us at South. So it's basically like the same rotations. Okay. So we're like, we might as well just take this and hopefully we go through. And then we take it. They left for Bugle. And then we we go in last game in the inconsistency spot number like six, I think. Yeah. And, and last game, Maxo at French split, that's the name of the guy griefing us. He runs at us and tries to storm fight us so like we don't call. Cool. Oh like he's goodness. just trying everything so we don't call. Cool. We manage to get away. We get like a top ten with a couple of kills. And we get in the last spot to call for grands. And not only that, but the team that yeah, won Walter's the game won, yeah. <laughs> was one of those top six. So if they didn't win that, you guys would have been seven sitting yeah. on the outside yeah. looking in. It was actually crazy because I forget mm. who it was. Press the team Walkers on and Shadow against Show Two G. Oh yes, yes, Shadow and Walkers. They clutched yeah. it up for you guys because the team on height. Like, let's be honest, probably should have won that game. Yeah, they threw. Uh, I think Shadow <laughs> and Walkers were quite weak, um, uh -huh. and then they gave them some time and dropped down. Took like two one v ones instead of playing it together. And hey, yeah. the rest is history. I mean, now you got a top three doesn't really matter how you get to the finals you guys are definitely a team that performs well when given like that finals stage and lobby because it's a lot different than anything else mm -hmm. and it's good to like finally like get a like good good placement because you know we're always like around like top 10 top 15 and like you know it's not bad but it's not like it's not a good placement you know and this one like even though we didn't win like it was still like a really good one we're happy about it yeah i mean hey sometimes people just do special things commandment did something special they kind of push him out <laughs> yeah <laughs> have you watched the, uh his clutch yes yet? i did and everything just like went perfectly for him like he played it great you know but like uh i don't know <laughs> it's hard to watch <laughs> uh, I can understand. That's the difference between tens of thousands of dollars for you guys too. It's not just like mm -hmm. that placement it, for you. I mean, it, someone that's not been... really. Okay. It's not really about the money. I'd say it's just like you know the achievement of winning and getting the pickaxe, man. Having <laughs> 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 I mean, that axe and be able to run around with it and was like feel like awesome. I don't know. One hey. day we'll we'll have it. Yeah, I mean, you'll get there. I I'm sure of it. The placements have continued to improve. But you've been around for a really long time. Like, you're someone that's qualified for World Cup, performed pretty well in the World Cup. Um, yeah. What, what do you think over the course of your career is like, changed? Because at first you were known as, like, a baller player, right? But now yeah. you pretty much have the respect of everyone doing it for – what is this now three plus years like yeah what has your career looked like over that that time uh i mean at world cup like that 10th place was pretty much a fraud honestly because yeah I, I wasn't that on that level not even close to it and you know i got bailed by ballers which <laughs> i everyone should have played them you know but like 
I did, and I learned a lot to like play good with them, even though like they were really broken. And after that, I I kind of took confidence. Like I thought I was so good and everything that I need to grind, and I was wrong. So I did bad in trios season X. I did bad in squads, and then I was like, okay, I need to like refocus, get my grind up, and everything. Like I'm not I'm not that guy, you know. So I started grinding again for two FNCS, yes, made grants. Didn't do good in grants, but still like made them. Uh, after that, I called for solo grants, not the invitational one, like the the solo one. Yeah, it was like chapter two, season two or three, something like that. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, pro- probably season three. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, season three, season three, because season two was duos. Okay. And then at start, I had a bad season, but like I still felt like I was good at the game and everything. And then I played with uh, Chucky and Zuki in uh, season five. Okay. And they were like really, really good fighters. And I learned a lot, like just playing creative with them and everything. And Zone Wars, it was like rematch at the time, it was pretty much going crazy. And we played that for like five, six hours a day, every day. And like that improved my fighting level a lot. And then I played with Carrie, which was like a really, really good IGL. And uh, we made every gens ever since that point so it's and basically a year game. and a half of just straight making finals and then yeah steadily improving upon it since then yeah and since and it's basically just been learning from people around me so getting to play with good players really helped me to just get better in every aspect of the game fighting with Chucky. igling with carry even though i didn't igl in trios now i do and Pretty much learned a lot from him. And then Sven, of course, who coaches us since the end of season one of chapter three. But yeah, just been learning and be willing to put the effort to learn and not just think I'm like the best at anything. <laughs> you got humbled real quick after World yeah. Cup, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. It was humbling. <laughs> uh, hey, it's cool though to see someone that, I mean, even you just admitted that. You know, you played the meta, but now you're learning to just be a, a solid all-around player and perform well, regardless yep. of what is going on, because you're putting in the effort. Is there... Do you still love the game? Because I feel like certain players fall in and out of love with the game. Like, where are you currently? Uh, I, I, I'm, like, in a hate-love relationship with the game. Like, just playing for fun is hard, I'd say. But, like, I have so much fun competing and just seeing myself like get better and just place in tournaments and I don't know it's just my threat like I I love competing and I feel like it's the best game to do that and like I'm good at it so it's kind of like that's what I love about it just getting better and I love like every tournament it's just I can't play like arena like <laughs> I just can't play arena but like voting and everything all of that is fun for me that makes it's just, sense. Like, just the pl- playing arena, farming up my mats, go to a fight, like, get, like, 50 and 95, 95 by a two-shot shotgun just, like, makes me want to break my setup, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then I just don't want to play for, like, two days. But, like, just, like, yeah, full voting and playing scrims, like, I enjoy that. That makes a ton of sense, though, because the competitive game that we all know and love is not arena arena is something completely different 
And if you love competitive Fortnite, playing or watching Arena is not competitive Fortnite. So it's like that is the only thing currently in the game that's quote-unquote resembles um, competitive Fortnite. But other than that, like you have to play the tournaments. And even yeah. more so, you have to be in the top lobbies in the tournaments and able to to get those quality type of games that everyone likes to play. So it's an interesting mix that is understandable why you feel that way and don't necessarily yeah. want to just play arena. And it's at that point that even like solo, solo cash cups, which I, I used to like really hate and just take them like arena is like, it became fun for me. Cause like trying to play end game and actually get practice out of them. Even if I don't call, like I, I, at one point at a challenge I did to myself, I was like, okay, I need to make like seven end games in that solo cash cup, just practice stuff, you know? Even if I don't do good, just try and get practice out of it. And now I'm basically call, like calling to every single one of them. And I think it's just because of that. Because I put the effort in and just trying to work on that specific point of my game. It's important. I mean, a lot of people probably just play the game for hours on end. And at a certain point, they're not getting any better. And you yeah. really need to put that focus on something in order to actually improve. Like if you're just playing arena for 12 hours a day, yeah, you might get better at fighting, but that's probably the only thing that's going to improve. Um, mm. And then, you know, you're playing scrims. There should be playing with a purpose or playing creative, playing again with some sort of purpose. But it's interesting to hear that even within tournaments, you're focusing on certain things. Is that something that you've learned from uh, another player, a coach, or is that something you've done internally? Uh, mostly my dad, I'd say. Because I was, like, really raging a lot in solo cash cups. And he was like, you need to find, like, something that makes you, like, want to play them and, like, I don't know, like, just find something that makes them, like, valuable to me in some way, even if I don't do good. So, like, make small, like, objectives and just try and reach them. And then, like, I'd be happy with the results, even though it's not like, you know, I didn't, like, make money or anything. But, like, just being proud of what I did, even though I didn't do, like, amazing, just made me, like, keep grinding them, putting, like, good effort. And not, like, just quitting after five games because I died of spawn trying a hot drop tilted or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So that's been good. And also about the point that you said playing arena for 12 hours, I don't even think that makes you a better fighter if you don't, like, take... Like, if you take Soul Arena, like, really seriously, like, take good peaks and everything for, like, two hours, it's going to be way better than, like, 12 hours of just straight up, like, droning and just playing without really thinking. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, I can't, can't really play at all. I <laughs> tried to play a couple of games of the Solo Cash Cup, and yeah. I was straight up embarrassed. I got this guy down to, like, what should have been pickaxeable, mm -hmm. and... I jump in his box with nothing in my shotgun, nothing in my SMG. Dude just <laughs> stares at me while I'm reloading and two taps me. And I was so upset. That was when I was like, all right, that's enough for me. But yeah, I, I can 100% see how the game can be rageable. Um, and it yeah, is good. good Especially with servers sometimes. The service, you're just feeling like it's a clunky and everything and, and then it just gets you mad <laughs> yeah those things that are out of your control are hard to 
stay calm under. Yes, that, that's what exactly. pisses most people off. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of players can like deal with whatever. Oh, you know, I made that mistake. I missed my shots. I made a bad peak, so on and so forth. But those external things that you can't really control, like a random lobby spray. But granted, you have some control over that or just like teleporting or someone teleporting into your box. Yeah. GG's. But, you know, like I, I used to really get mad about these things and, and until I had like Sven to like review those things with me because then I, I just rewatched the games. And he's just like, yeah, but like the reason you died isn't because of that bug, you know, it's because what she did five minutes ago. And then just keep realizing this, these small things that actually made the game not so RNG. So it's like competitive Fortnite is mostly about like what RNG can you like minimize? Like how can you minimize everything that's random around you? And just, just like you said, keep everything in control as most of you can, because you can, you know, control zones and anything, but yeah. Just control the most if you can. Every single minute really counts, pretty much, because your positioning depends on every single second of the game. You could be moving. So I don't know. It's just like put the effort in, and that made me really better and not tilt as much because I just know that I probably made a mistake at some point. It's smart to learn from things as opposed <laughs> to make excuses. Uh, so when you started working with Sven, it's been about two seasons now. Uh, yeah. What do you think, first of all, like, how is he as a coach? What is he like interacting with? Because he's worked with a lot of the top players. So I'd be Mm -hmm. interested to hear, like, without giving away his secrets, what he he does. um, And then what you think he's helped you most with. I mean, he just spends, like, a lot of time with us and just keep us calm like when he's there in a tournament, just keep the vibes up, remind us of certain de- certain details, and just like voting with him, he knows a lot, you know, because he, like you said, he he coached a lot of like really great players, and he still do. And we're like kind of like when he started coaching us, we were like the nobodies of his coaching like book, let's say. But now we're we're cl- slowly climbing up there. But <laughs> one day, and yeah, he's just he's just around us and giving us more knowledge about the game. And yeah, learning from other players, voting, let's say, Scented or like Kami or just better teams than us and learn what they do and try to implement everything in our gameplay. And of course, like with our spawn, the mid game is different. And then he just brings us new strategies that we didn't think about. And it's just like having a third person that's like, you know, outside of like what you think was the best play. It's just like fully outside of your POV, let's say. I think it's like it's like really really good. Yeah, that makes sense. You're not the first person that said that about working with a coach. Um, I forget who mentioned it. Uh, another player was, I think it was might have been Nani said it. It was huge to have that third person in a call, especially mm-hmm. when going over games to really be that medium to discuss. Okay, I I know there may have been thoughts going through both of your heads, but here's what I'm seeing. That's a good thing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's just like a very helpful thing. So I'm I'm very glad that coaches are starting to get more respected and also just more generally used. Um, Mm -hmm. Why 
did you seek out Sven? Did he come to you? Like, uh, why did you start looking for a coach, or how'd that all happen? During season one of chapter three, we were in the Destiny Jesus like Discord, and uh, we were voting with him a lot and other EU players. And uh, in Eats, we were doing pretty bad. And then Sven DM'd Pamstu and he said, uh, like, what's going wrong uh, and, and everything. And uh, we just uh, asked him if he wanted to, like, life coach us for that third eat. And we did, like, seventh place, second, and, and then we won the third game. So we insta-called through. But, like, we had 143 points in three games in that heat if they win, like, if, like, we got second instead of winning the game. So, like, it was really going good. And uh, then we asked him if he wanted to, like, maybe, like, full coach us. And the reason we switched from Destiny Jesus to him mostly was because he speaks French also. So it's like, it's rare to have, like, a great coach that also speaks our language. And he, I think he likes us, so it's good. Like, we're really lucky to have him. Yeah, that's, really that's awesome. Awesome to hear. Um, And if you guys don't know, because... Fatch may think his English isn't great, but he speaks very good English. Uh, you and Pam Stu speak French most of the time. And uh, well, yeah, like all the time. Basically. All the time? Okay. <laughs> Besides when you're talking to people that can't speak French like myself. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that was even more helpful because he can explain things in ways that you don't have to translate to then understand? Uh, I think we understand good. It's just that we're more able to like exp exprim ourselves to make him understand like what we mean by certain plays. Like in English, like our vocabulary is like limited, so it's hard to like be really precise about what exactly we're trying to say. And when you can say it in French, it's like it's more simple, it's faster, makes everything just go smoother. So it's it's just overall better. Awesome. Do you can do you plan to still? Sorry, I'm peppering you with questions. Um, Very good. Do you plan to still um, <laughs> work with him in lead up for the Invitational? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. And last question about Sven is: You guys started to play because you're traditionally like that low to mid ground team. Mm -hmm. We started to see you go for height and play height over the past couple of seasons. Is that because you've been working with a coach or now you and Pam Stu have started to feel more comfortable and just understand what the lobby is like? So therefore, naturally, you're going to go for high ground when it's available. Um, because I don't know that I've necessarily seen you guys before this year play height anywhere near as much as you have been. Yeah, it's because mostly in trios with uh, Carrie. We're basically scented copycats. Like we were copying every single thing they were doing. Like we landed Misty, we did everything the same. Like we didn't con them or anything. We just like <laughs> we copied their gameplay. And that was probably like one of the best thing we did, because like voting like great team like them and just learning how they play the low ground so consistency. Uh, so okay, consistently. Yeah, that that we learned a lot from it. But yeah, since we was uh, since we've been with Sven. We've been learning to like really like have good vision around us and seeing height mostly. So then we can like just shoot it out, go for it. And just, you know, we have more knowledge of the game. So we know when to take it, how to take it safe and like how to just close the game with it. So it's been, yeah, it's been helpful to have the coach for that. 
Nice. So it's cool to see. There's been a few teams like uh, Cami and Seti is one that stands out to me. That's traditionally been like that mid to low as well. And then started to go for height recently too. And I, I think most teams need to understand how to be adaptable. I, I think that's probably, probably what holds a lot of teams back is they only want to play this one specific spot. Um, yeah. But zone won't let you do that sometimes. The mm. other teams in the lobby won't let you do that sometimes. So the more experience you have playing at all positions is going to allow you, especially within duos, I feel like it's the most volatile because in trios you can control things a little better. Um, but in duos, you, you have to be able to understand what's there and take advantage of it every time. Yeah, because yeah, duos is like, it's really fast. You need to like tank really quick. This is open. This is not. You need to make your moves fast. And most of the games, I is like pretty free, especially on NAEs, because there's not a, like a lot of like great I teams. There was like DJ and Yumzo who were like really good at it, but they split. And there was there's like Macwood who's good. I'm not. Sure, I'm probably missing some because like I'm kind of droning. But there's not like many like great I teams. So I on NAEs is pretty free if you really like look at it yeah watching some of the games literally someone just took height in whether it be fifth or sixth and nobody contested them several several times um mm -hmm. i expected adrian and canada to go for height more often oh, than yeah, they did yeah that's that's one good team <laughs> forget about them i was really confused like i rarely I, I didn't watch as much on day one as i did i watched the whole day two but i didn't mm -hmm. expect them not to be on height um yeah to me they were the strongest height team in the in the region uh, probably then macwood and threats right behind them i'm trying to think who else rise but i don't think they're really i rise and trashy i don't think they play height a lot i might be wrong though yeah i'm, but... I'm just trying to think of who yeah else... yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at leaderboard right now <laughs> <laughs> i mean that there's not in chucky but they didn't get to like many end games, but they're like really good at I notice like I Taijiel only like and there used to be stretch and Zayt, but like they're all gone now, so Bizzle too. He was the one yeah. that was really good at playing for hype, but all the uh the old guys have kind of moved on. Mm hmm That's sad. It is sad. But it's also kinda natural. Yeah, it is, but um still. Yeah, I feel you. I, I mean, those were the guys, especially like a vivid um, Bizzle. Bizzle was a cool guy to meet. He's still around, um, but definitely mm -hmm. not where he wants to be. And then, you know, obviously the Zayt and Saf, although who knows, Saf may be looking to start playing again. I think he might mm -hmm. have the itch. Um, is Out of all like the old guys, is there someone that inspired you or that like you looked up to? Oh, Zayt for sure. Yeah. He's from Quebec also, so it's like, he's a goat, you know? <laughs> he's just that guy. <laughs> he's he, your guy. Have you ever talked to him before? I have at World Cup, actually. We took, like, a picture of all the guys from Quebec that were there. Me, Lanane, and Zayt. And, yeah, we took a picture of us three. Didn't talk to him a lot, like, just, like, kind of passed him and everything, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Just said hello and what's up and got yeah. your picture. The good good times. I feel like we still have some good times. I'm really hoping next year um, 
are the good times once again. Yeah, more Although, lines and everything. Yeah, but like the nostalgia, I feel like is gonna hold a lot of people back because mm-hmm. everyone's gonna be expecting World Cup. We're probably gonna get something pretty awesome. I just mm-hmm. don't know that it's going to be like this one massive $50 million tournament. Um, yeah. I think we'll we'll get more than we've had because, I mean, we've just been leading up to that, right? We've had in-person media days and we had the dream hacks. Now and we're North about Carolina, to... it seems like a, like a World Cup test yeah. in, in certain, some ways. I hope so. I hope so. Got to get a bigger venue if we're doing it. The, yeah, the... yeah, yeah. <laughs> The venue for uh, Invitational is... You know if there's a crowd? I don't know. I know the venue itself like can hold maybe a couple thousand people. So like oh. there's a chance that there could be like a couple hundred, maybe a couple thousand. It depends on how they set it all up because it's essentially just a big open space. Um, and, you yeah. know, however they want to do that and then put bleachers or stands uh is up to them yeah world cup was special because especially i'm like in a big like tennis family so uh and it was at like arthur ash i think that's the name of the stadium which is like the for the u.s open like one of the biggest like tennis tournaments so it was like pretty special to just play world cup there and you know like in the backstage there's like tennis pictures of like the champions and stuff really great event yeah it was a cool venue you were the one that said roger federer was like your inspiration right yeah okay so getting to go play in one of those venues uh that was Mm -hmm. i i I hope we get to see some i would expect it to be in europe though just the way Fortnite has trend trended over the past few years and there could be like a really big crowd in europe also so there's like a lot of players like a lot a lot a lot of players and it's way easier for them to just cross countries and go in whatever one the world cup could be hosted in yeah i mean i'm thinking likely i would think it would be the uk just because english speaking is probably the easiest way to go but yeah who knows um maybe that'd be so cool did you see though that like even become legends was able to fill or at least look yeah, like the it, theater. Feel. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That's a like great idea. Like to just, I mean, Seti and Cami didn't the best, unfortunately, but that's still like an awesome idea. Just to watch a grand like something like this, it's have been fun. Yeah, I feel like that's what esports is missing at times because everyone's like watching it at home by themselves. Even like yeah. you guys are mostly playing at home by yourself. So there's not that like camaraderie aspect of it and become legends just does an amazing job of building that. Yeah. And I was watching like one of the, not sure where, where it was, but there was like Reno in an interview somewhere. And he said that like their uh, facility where they play the players, Mm -hmm. they have like uh, they have spots for other players from other team and they, they can just like pay a certain amount and, they go there and it's like 1500 a month i think and like that's not like that expensive you know and i was like if some organ na could do that that'd be awesome just to have other players go to like virginia for zero paying for like grants and just meet each other that'd be cool yeah I'm, I'm trying to think i mean europe does it 
Wave has done it. Become Legends has done it. Some of the uh, UK orgs, some yeah, of the French Loot Boy orgs. Has done it also, I think. Yeah, Loot Boy is another one. Um, seems to be much more common that European yeah. orgs invest in like, why. first of all, coaches, and then also um, like, like boot camps, just staff in general. Yeah, they have like people to do like the food training, everything. My guess, and like from what I understand on the inside, is there's you, you take like a, a soccer or football club, and they have this kind of academy style and like, yeah, idea that we're going to invest in these people. We need to coach them, and e- even in the U.S., uh, I can't speak for Canada, but there's there's nothing really like that. Where I mean, we're basically the U.S. version. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> uh. It's basically the same thing. But yeah, I don't know why. Like, it's just, we don't have the culture to do that, I guess. Yeah. And that's why EU is better than NA. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I, I mean, they first started working with coaches and doing boot camps first. So, like, it only makes sense that the players would be better. The orgs would be doing better because they've been investing in that. And now we're starting to see some more investment from NA orgs. But obviously... Yeah if you're only starting this year or last year you're you're way behind mm-hmm. now for you you are on currently team 33 right yep you haven't really been on an org much of your no. career it's Wait, been let me pull the exact number <laughs> i know you were on kangarna for world yeah. cup yeah i wasn't i wasn't like a clan type team before i quote called next one you might might have seen my name at one point was next fetch like n i x fetch okay and, and then I, I i qualified and uh i switched to kangarna end of june i think until world cup okay and that was like basically like a three-month contract until like the end of world cup so then i left and until like so from August 2019 to November 2021, I was an FA for like two years, two whole years. And then I signed with Team 33 and I'm still with them for like, I'm not sure. That's been, it's been like 10 months. Oh, nice. I think. We're coming up on a year. Yeah. It's been good. Nice. That's good to hear. Is that because like your, your two-year gap in free agency is that by your choice? Is that because I mean, you... I, I could have joined small orgs, but like, like you know, just like a two month, like X amount of money, and just you leave. But like, I wanted to like have a stable something and just stay there for a long time. Have people that like are around me, can like help me with stuff, and that's what I have with thirty three. So like, I'm pretty grateful to have that that opportunity with them. Nice. That's good to hear. And, and that's smart of you to to wait for the right opportunity rather than just take the one that yeah. is put in front of you. I feel like it's important to just like, it's be loyal. Is that the term? Yeah. yeah just be loyal to, to an Oregon, not just switch around. Cause I think that that would scare like orcs to just like, they see your profile and you've been on 10 orgs before. Yeah. Is he going to leave in like three months? So like, you know? Yeah. I don't, I guess if you're an org that needs somebody like that, it doesn't necessarily scare you away, right? Yeah. Like, say you're either new 
or you don't really have solid placing players, like at a certain point, it doesn't matter how many orgs you've been on. You're just trying to find somebody. Yeah, I guess. Um, but if you know you're looking at the right org, yeah, they should be looking at things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And and we are pretty much in a space now where things have calmed down. Orgs aren't going crazy doing dumbass stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like you know, Team Thirty Three had like not the best rep when I joined. Like everyone was like, "Yeah, they just do giveaways, and that's all they do." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone was like, kind of, not like talking down on the org, but like, yeah, kind of. And you know, I made sure they were a good org, and they were. And everyone around them like really makes sure that everything is going great with the players. And so I joined, and it's been good, and I'm happy. Like for now, it's not as bad as the rep they used to have, and people are starting to realize that they're legit, you know. <laughs> yeah, I did the <laughs> the first tournament they ever hosted in Fortnite, when yeah, uh, uh, one of the players won like a contract for thirty three thousand dollars off of like a creative zone war box fight build fight tournament. Yeah. So I was very much sketched out at first. Um, yeah. But like, obviously I had a good experience working with them for that first tournament. And then like now you're probably the third person or player that's been very happy. And I've had my own good interactions with the organization. So yeah. it's nice to hear that after definitely a lot of skepticism and, people questioning them at first 33 is settled into the space and yeah. helped some players. I mean, yeah, they brought like a lot of us to like dream, dream in Sweden, for example, turn like huge video over there had some activities. It was like really fun time. And I think that event like alone brought me a lot of like good experience that I brought with me and like grants and everything. Like a really worth, really worth trip. Yeah, do you think the uh, the Saudi event helped you at all? Oh, yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, of course. Having, like, a mini grants before, like, our grants for sure helped. But the, the thing that, like, was, I mean, not bad about it, but, you know, I wasn't playing with, like, my original teammates. So me and Terry didn't have, a, like, a lot of practice going into it. So we didn't do, like, really good. But still, like, we, I could practice some of the things that I implied in our gameplay for the NAE's grants. So of course, like it helps. Yeah, you made Carrie retire though. After what's that? That was not on me. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's been he's not been loving the game for like basically from the start of chapter three, since like the SMG meta, and yeah, he's not been loving the game from that point, and he hasn't been doing like the best compared to what he's capable of. I think, and uh, you know, he's a smart guy. He can do like great in like life in general. So. I think he'll just go on and do his thing in another space. Makes sense. I, I mean, Fortnite is not for everyone and definitely not forever. Yeah. I, I think it's a great opportunity for people, but especially for you young guys, like don't force yourself to play this game for your entire life if you don't yeah. want to. I mean, there's, there's some people that I'm scared for the future. Like they're not smart. Like <laughs> Some <laughs> things I'm hearing, but like, Carrie, Carrie's not one of those. He's, he's a really smart guy. You'll be okay. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. And you know I'm just joking, right? Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm joking also. They'll, they'll be fine also. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just saying. 
yeah. Hey, some people, you know, they're a one trick pony. They they get to do certain things well, and that's it. Uh, yeah. Have you uh, heard of uh, Nick Kyrgios ever? Nick Kyrgios in tennis or no? Nah, sorry, I can't say I've watched a lot okay. of tennis. So the people hearing might might understand what I'm referring to, but uh, basically it's like he's a really like talented tennis player, and basically he plays only because he's that's the only thing he's good at is what he's saying. He's like I'm only good at tennis, so like I have to do this. But like like he rages on the court every time. But like he could be like one of the like top five players potentially, but he's like top 30, 40 just because he's a clown basically. <laughs> But yeah, oh, that's my. like an example. Some guy that are like one trick pony. Yeah, well, and is really good at something, but doesn't want to necessarily put in the effort or yeah, fully take advantage of the opportunity and the skills that he was given in life. Yeah. Um. And sorry to get back to the org thing. I- I've had the opportunity to meet your brother. He's a, yeah. a very nice dude. He's Has awesome. he helped you? kind of create the sense of groundedness um where oh, yeah. you weren't trying to just find someone that's going to pay you you're, you're trying to look for that right place yeah he's a one of the big reasons that i'm not like i haven't joined like small works and like you know he's really smart and like and he like made his studies in sports management so he knows about like contracts and not joining anything because like could get scammed and everything so he made sure I was in a good place with Team 33, help with like the negotiations and stuff. And then we came to an agreement. And just my, my brother in general, he's the reason like I'm basically playing the game. Because uh, at uh, you know, in 2019, that's when the World Cup was. And at December 2018, he convinced my parents for Christmas to buy me a PC. And he's the whole reason I got it because they were like, no, it's not good that he really plays too much and he shouldn't get like a PC to do it. And my brother was like, he basically needs this and like it's going to be like his opportunity because I was playing on console for like the longest time. And I switched from console to PC at that point and six months after I called for World Cup. Puzzling. The GOAT. <laughs> hey, he proved your pa- he proved himself right to your parents too. I mean, he convincing did. them to buy you a PC and then you qualify, and at minimum you're making fifty grand back. I mean, that's yeah. it's quite impressive. It's a good return of investment. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a good dude. Um, very nice to talk to and understanding of how this all works. So I'm glad that you have him to help you out in your career. Um, even though I, I guess you're now one of the quote unquote older people within the scene, even though you're not that old. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you are though, bro. Like the 13, 14, 15 year olds right. are now the you're young right. kids. You know what? Is there like a average age from like disc runs? Does that set exist somewhere? Um, It, it doesn't. Should. Someone should make it. I'm going to put that down. I'll do some homework tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Don't have to do it. But it's an interesting stat. Yeah, no, I'm interested in myself just to see like what the like, age who's is. Who's the older player? Younger, probably 13, 14. Who's like the best 13 year old right now? Is there some? It was probably Yamzo like, or Peterbot, but they're 14. They're not I that young. Now. Basically, aren't they 15? Peter or Peterbot. Even the 15. kids are getting old. 
the kids. See, you're calling them kids. Yeah, they're both <laughs> actually 15. So, yeah, and the, I think the best one was basically like the Alex from OCA. Mm-hmm. That guy got banned for like two years, came back and won FNCS. That's like crazy. Yeah, but he was like goaded though when he was. Yeah, playing. yeah, yeah. Like, but that's still like insane. Yeah. Good for him though. I mean, that's yeah. like the the redemption story. He probably just like wanted to play this little kid. It's like I want to <laughs> play comp Fortnite, and then Fortnite's Good like, it. nah, you're too young. Sorry. Yeah, I get the way they do it though, but I still feel like it's weird to ban like an eleven year old. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like I get why they do it. It's, it makes sense. You shouldn't be put, like putting that much time at like ten. But I don't even know it's, that it's, it's weird. I think it's more like a payment kind of thing, because anyone under thirteen, even fourteen, in a lot of states, it's like at least within the U.S., very difficult to pay someone as like a, a minor mm-hmm. um because i believe you have to be 13 or 14 in most states in the u.s just to be able to get a job so really that's probably why that bar was set at 13 but even on a moral standpoint isn't that like kind of wrong like if like a 10 year old is playing like hours and hours to make money i feel like that's like not good for like brain development and stuff oh 100 percent. i mean you shouldn't be playing i mean even even at 13 14 like yeah. it's probably wrong well even at like 27 years old is probably yeah. wrong to be playing 12 hours a day of Fortnite. yeah you know you're right or but like I, I i don't know i i really feel like it kind of hurts like development like as young age now, while we're on the topic, what do you think is, do you think people will age out within Fortnite after, you know, you turn 21, 20? Like, do you think that people can play well into their 20s? Or do you think that you need to be a younger player? Um, I have my own thoughts, but I'd be interested to hear what you think. I feel like you can go for longer than the people that started at like 20 because our brain grew into it if you get what i mean in a sense like since we've been doing it since we're young it's like implemented in us to like play the game i think i can go for like another like four or five years and just get better i still think that'd be true yeah i'm pretty much in the same boat i, I think the age range that we see of most players is more by circumstance and coincidence than it is because 20 to 25 year olds can't be good enough to play the game i think you know when you're 13 to 18 years old you probably have the most free time in your life that you're ever gonna have so therefore you can take advantage of that opportunity and your brain is also much more malleable you'll learn stuff faster um and naturally be better at things quicker whereas the older you get the harder it is to to learn things and become good at things quickly for Um, sure but i do think i mean i I like to watch go ahead yeah go for it no no, you go you go Uh, i like to watch smash bros right um so there was just a tournament this guy hungry box and mango who basically were two of the best players back in like 2017 
Now they're both, I believe, 28 and over 30. Um, they just be they just finished in first and second in a tournament this past weekend. So it's like, okay, that is definitely a, a game that is somewhat less mechanical, but it still shows that players can play well into their older ages. It's just we haven't had enough time where players haven't yeah. been able to get old enough yet. Yeah, I think you're right. But I think also, like, the longer, like, eSport grows in, like, the like 2030, let's say, like, the more it goes, the more, like, old you'll be able to play because, like, you've been, like, you've been playing forever. And that's already kind of true, but it's going to be even more true in, like, 10 years, I yeah. think. That makes sense, especially because it's becoming more acceptable as like a career path rather than just like something you do in your free time. Yeah. You think we'll see like a LeBron James or a Tom Brady within Fortnite? Someone that's just going <laughs> to stay forever. Yeah. Possibly. I think it's just a question of if you get burned out or not of the game. And I think it's hard to just play exactly this game for like forever, especially right now with like really minimal seasonal change within like the meta like it's just the same thing all over again and yeah you get money and stuff but like you can get money elsewhere in the world so i feel like if there's like a lot of changes and people would like still enjoy the game you can go for a long time but like you know it's it's always the same thing at the end of the day in some point so i don't know it depends on how long the game goes and if players stays but i think if let's say a tason stays It'll be good for a long time. Yeah. I mean, he's not that old, too. So we'll get to see someone play into their mid-20s, hopefully. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you saying that, I mean, we've, throughout the history of Fortnite or competitive Fortnite, which you've been there for, it seems like players complained about all the changes happening. Oh, I'm not saying time. it's bad. <laughs> I, I know, I know. But... So at first it was complaining because all the changes and then like it slowed down and now we're pretty much at like very minimal changes for competitive Fortnite. So where would you want to be in like a perfect world? Say you get to choose, are you wanting to play the same game mode? Like, do you want constant meta changes and then mythic items? You think mythic items or something along those lines should be in the game? I think mythics are kind of stupid because like especially if they come from a drop because like if one team gets it on con it's just like broken but if like it, let's say there's like one chest random in the game that just gives you it i mean that's that's okay i'd say depends on what it is <laughs> like let's say it's a mythic minigun i'm not sure if that's good but like it's if it's like an aug mythic that's just like a better weapon that shoots a bit faster and everything i mean that's not that bad but yeah, and what were the other two questions? You had two, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one, would you? We've been doing a year of duos oh, and the game a year mode? trios. Yeah, yeah. Do you want that, or do you want the constant change? I feel like change is fun, but it's it's less competitive. But like maybe like uh, the whole year is long, like maybe two seasons. Okay. But like I don't know. I feel like a whole year people get bored of watching and playing. And, like, it's fun for the people to follow, like, oh, my God, they split and the beef and drama, everything. 
but but for the players it's not that fun to be involved in that and uh yeah so i'd say two two three seasons max four or five seasons is kind of long now what if it was say we knew at the beginning of this year the invitational was going to be based on qualifiers right so november december time frame we have four seasons and we know you know top three top one depending on what region you're in is going to make it do you think that changes the way you would look at it or would you still want some change within the team modes if that's how it works i think same game mode is okay and that makes it more fun to watch for people but like if we don't know like we did now i feel like switching is better or maybe if it's a solo like invitational let you get points for your performance all throughout FNCS. yes and if you win let's say or like top three you're instant invited but like you get points for consistency throughout your FNCSs. because i feel like just one like great performance shouldn't be the reason you're invited like if canada isn't invited i think that's like I don't know. That's kind of stupid. Like he's been like top five every FNCS, and he's not invited so far. Like I don't really get that. Yeah, I don't know either. Poor guy hasn't been able to win an FNCS. He, he <laughs> yeah. does like everything, but oh man. Because you know, you, we were, we were like just us. We got twenty twenty uh, F ninth, and this one like yeah, we got third. But let's say we got like seven. That's still like three consistent defense yes and we wouldn't be invited yeah so I, I, that's tough i mean i was looking at someone was uh posting the achievements of the french players because right now i think it's only bad sniper of like yeah. the european french players that got invited um and we're gonna miss people like andalex we did lose a couple of like some of the better older players that might have gotten like the skite and stuff yeah like a skite or a nikov like those guys may have gotten an invite mm -hmm. had they not quit and just kind of kept playing yeah but it's it's really interesting to see who gets invited to this and and why i don't think we'll ever know the why but i definitely mm -hmm. think someone like a kanada and andalex deserve yeah, andalex to be there so good and Canada also, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's not like great and even for like the like the event in general, having them there is, is like it's great for the event. They have like a huge following and they're good players, you know? They're not just like content creators that be there for like to get last. <laughs> like oh. they're not gonna get last. One hundred percent. Um we we are getting close to an hour and I, I told you that that's all this would be, so uh, we oh, can yeah. start wrapping this up. I, I'm I'm not pressed if you if you want to still keep going. <laughs> okay. Um. No. 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 We'll, we'll keep it about right, about right. here. I'll have. We can do this again. I've enjoyed this conversation. Um. Got a couple questions in wrap up though. Normally I ask people in the beginning, "How did you get your name?" But where does Fatch come from, and why did you choose that? It's a bad story. I just put random letters at like a random video game, and I just thought. Damn, it sounds good. <laughs> Fatch sounds amazing. <laughs> and I just kept it. Okay. It's well, not a great story. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you're good. That's why I stopped asking this at the beginning. Because a lot of people, it's been like, oh, Xbox randomly generated my name. And I stuck with that. Like, all right, well, that sucks. 
was like a mobile game. I required a username and it was like, I'm just going to put a letter until I like find something that sounds cool. And I, I got the ATCH and then I just like played with letters to get the F and I was like, that sounds cool. And then I kept it. Does it mean anything? Like, is there any meaning? Of uh, no, uh, it does mean something like disgusting in French, but I didn't know that for like two years. And I okay. learned that kind of recently, and I was re like really sad. <laughs> oh, but it's like in a, in in French, like France, like we don't say that in Canada. So it's like because it's like different French from the two countries. Gotcha. Probably similar. Is it like dialect difference or like actual kind language? Kind of, but like no, the language is like the same, but like we use more English in our terms in Canada than they do in France. Gotcha. That makes sense. I mean, you're much closer to a. a yeah, I mean, there's a country. lot of, and there's a lot of people like in Montreal that speaks only English. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, and secondly, what is your okay. favorite Fortnite skin? Mm. Like all time. Yeah, if you could only pick one, you got to pick. Probably like the green tigress skin. I think that's the name. Green tigress. It's like, like what's it? It's not green tigress. It's like it's a green screen. It's a green skin. Wait, let me let me verify if that's the name. So I feel like that skin like is good, but the one I play mostly is like the gray superhero. But that's kind of boring. Yeah, that can't be your favorite. I wouldn't allow that. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's like yeah, it's the EU green skin. You know, they oh, play it a lot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kaysen, I, I, always rock yeah. That. I, I played that skin like at the start of the chapter and I was like doing really good with it. And yeah, I like that skin. It's All a right. good skin. Cool. And Colorful lastly, and everything. <laughs> <laughs> lastly, to wrap up, uh, where can people find you? You got anything uh, to look out for, for uh -huh. people to, to I mean, find? I just got out my uh, grand's video on YouTube. It's just Fatch. You should find it. And uh, Twitter, FatchFN. That's basically it. That's the only place I post or Twitch FN Fatch, but I, I stream like once a week. <laughs> so it's not crazy. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much, man. If you got nothing else, I really appreciate you joining me. Uh, looking forward to the invitational to see how, yeah. how you guys are you, perform. Are you going to be there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be. It, dude, I live in Raleigh. Oh, so yeah, sure. You're in Raleigh. Yeah. If I wasn't there, I would be upset with myself. Yeah, I'll see you there then. So whether it be, be fun. in a working capacity or just being a fan, uh, enjoying yeah, yeah. it, I, I will be there one way or another. But All right, great. Thank you so much for, for joining me, man. I really appreciate it. Congratulations on your placement. I, I know you said you wanted more, but still yeah. very impressive. Um, and I wish you the best of luck. All right. Thank you for having me. It was fun. All right. And thank you guys for listening, watching, wherever you may be. Really appreciate it. As always, if you have any complaints, send those to me, Somebody's Gun. You can DM me on Twitter. And we will see you next time. Thanks for watching the FN Story.